Welcome to the Disneyland Forever Podcast, your source for all things from the happiest place on earth. For more updates, make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Disneyland Forever, and you can check out our website, DisneylandForever.com. Hello, it's Jordan. And Daniel. And um, are you tired of the weather too? Sure. <laughs> it's nicer today. <laughs> it's, yeah, I've... It's been very snowy in Utah. <laughs> it's a spring won't come, and I don't know why. And I feel bad for people in California still, because it's, well, it's, I think it's warming up now, but it's not drying out. Something like that. Especially for everyone who has been planning these trips to Disneyland, and then they go, and the parks close early because the weather's so bad. Someone was saying at work that they heard that one of the sweethearts, or, or no, one of the princess nights got that's a possibility. I can 100% see that. Uh, well, at any rate, spring is surely just around the corner. <laughs> and don't call me Shirley. Okay. And so what we want to talk about today is about security at Disneyland. Trying to streamline it. Places where you can go through security. Maybe save you a little bit of time and headache. Because that is not the most streamlined process at Disneyland. So that is what we're going to be talking about to help you kind of push through there a little bit faster and easier. Um, We do have a little bit of news. Uh, Before I forget, um, consider this your weekly reminder to leave us either a rating on Apple, Spotify, or Audible. And uh, if you have a little bit more time and are feeling very generous, then you can also leave us a review. We really appreciate those. So Only on Apple. Yeah, Apple still, I know. A lot of people reach out and are like, can... What I don't I listen to at other places. Like I know these are just the only places that allow it. That's all. Grab someone else's iPhone and type it in, and then you're then you're good. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be done. Just grab a stranger's iPhone, <laughs> <laughs> randomly off the street. <clears throat> That'll work just fine. I'm sure it'll be great. No, no problems there at all. They will totally understand when you get it back to them later that month. <laughs> So we do have just a few small news items, nothing super major uh, to talk about. The um, So the, there's a new tour that just started. Um, it's called Celebrating Disney 100 Disneyland Tour, I think. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. No, Celebrating or, Disneyland. Disneyland or something, yeah. Celebrating Disney 100 at Disneyland or something like yeah. that. Um, so you get to go along Main Street and... Um, they talk about some of the history of just Disney, the Disney company in general, and like Disney in California. It makes it sound like it is a tour that goes through both parks because you get um, a, I don't want to say personalized because obviously with a group, but you get a special experience in the Animation Academy, dra- drawing oh, yeah, characters. Drawing. And they said it will involve walking down Buena Vista Street, Main Street, Tomorrowland, around the castles as you get a photo, a special photo in front of the castle. Um, the biggest thing, you still get a snack. It's probably similar to the cookie from the other tour. It was good. It was a good cookie. Uh, and you get a dedicated uh, viewing area for uh, Magic Happens. I was going to say Wondrous Journeys. That is not the show. No. For Magic Happens. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's a little, it's not terribly expensive. I think it's like $110. Um, I don't know how long the tour is. I don't think they've actually begun yet. I think they've just been doing bookings. But uh, that is an option. I think we need to do an episode on guided tours sometime. Yes. We should do that at some point. So that has popped up as a new option. 
also over in Avengers Campus. Construction walls have gone up around the Avengers headquarters. That's that building with, that has the Quinjet on top of it. And they have, I guess, quietly confirmed that this is going to be a new gift shop location. Um, the rumors are that this is going to be the exit gift shop for the new e-ticket attraction that is being constructed as a new addition to Avengers Campus. Other rumors say that it's a, it replaces a canceled attraction. They have not said that. <laughs> no, no, that was just one of the websites that they like to use clickbait. Yeah. I think a lot of people look at the Avengers headquarters building and say, see, this is where an attraction was canceled. Like, no, no. this building was always supposed to be there. <clears throat> they just hadn't announced what... Or they changed their mind to what it was going to be. But yeah, anyway, so you might see a little bit of construction going on in Avengers Campus as well as over in Pacific Wharf, different projects. But I don't know how I feel about another gift shop in Avengers Campus. I don't think they need one, but that's... I mean, the the one they have is just Spider-Man. Oh, I mean, was a, there's the, they have another the Guardians one. too. To... And then they have the little kiosk outside. Oh, yeah. As well. And then they have the large Marvel Superstore in... Hollywood Which land. was closed last time we were there. It was weird. Yeah, that the was doors were shut. We're like, um, <laughs> let me in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of confused there, but whatever. If they want more merchandise locations, that tiny little land. It was probably that it was to too them. cold inside because it was cold outside. And every time we go in there, there's no heat. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> it's always like 40 degrees in there. 100% true. So uh, lastly, I just kind of wanted to mention this. You may have seen that on Sunday, the Orange County Register, which is the local newspaper for the Anaheim area, uh, they broke a story that said that Disneyland has now confirmed the closing date for Splash Mountain. And they said it was going to close on May 7th, last operating day, May 6th. Um, I, If the Orange County Register reports it, I usually believe them because they're very trustworthy. This time? They were not. They (laughs) retracted their statement because Disneyland apparently, quote, refused to confirm that that date was such the case, which if I'm going to be quite honest, my guess is that May 7th is the date, or at least was, and Disneyland got (laughs) upset that it got leaked. (laughs) Disneyland got upset that it got leaked and made everyone, like, hush up about it. So Yeah, clearly it was some... Sort of cast member talked to. They said they saw it online. Oh yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe someone saw it. Maybe it leaked online on Disneyland's website when it wasn't supposed supposed to to yet. And so they are claiming that that's not the date. I'm not the only one who feels this way. I doesn't mean that I'm right, but uh, it was a very very odd circumstance. So I apologize for those who are following along on. Facebook and Instagram and saw these things saying like, oh my gosh, it's been, it's going to close in May. And then immediately, like a few hours later, we're like, never mind. We don't know for certain. So hopefully we have, not. To, we have to have our own independent fact checkers. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, Orange County Register is usually reliable. So yeah, it was kind of surprising kind of that they decided to retract that. So who knows? We still don't know for certain, but it'll I, probably still be May. It'll probably still be May. I can't picture them waiting much longer than that if they have a 2024 reopening date in mind. Yeah, it's not going to be the end of summer, like some have said. No, I, I don't think they can wait that long. If they wait that long, then it, it may not open in 2024. Yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah, that's the one thing we do know is that Tiana's Bayou Adventure is supposed to be opening in 2024. It's 2023. We're one-fourth of the way through, and mm-hmm. there's still no closing date in sight for <laughs> Splash Mountain. We'll see what happens. 
You're just going in Splash Mountain and there's just random... <laughs> you just pass by the construction workers. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> they have to act like audio animatronics, but... <laughs> I was going to say... What do you want? I was going to say, instead of the construction workers, just Tiana's just standing there. <laughs> the act, an actress portraying her. No, the animatronic, but... <laughs> it's a weird... Weird, weird conglomeration. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So we will obviously, when we hear more and like confirmed, we will let everyone know. Something that is only like tangentially, I think I mispronounced that, something that's only vaguely related (laughs) to Disneyland, let me give up on that word. This is weird to talk about because it's not really totally Disney related. I was able to be on Jeopardy. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) I was able to be on Jeopardy, uh, aired... Let's see. Well, by the time you're listening to this, it aired last, last night. night. Mm-hmm. By the time we're recording this, it hasn't aired yet. And so I'm, we're going off of our memory from two and a half months ago. <laughs> when, um, it, was, it was a really, really, really fun experience. Like I just, I really had such a blast from beginning to the end of the day. Uh, the producers there, I got to hand it to them. They know how to take a very stressful situation and make it as not stressful as is humanly possible I was still very stressed, which is why <laughs> there was all of us that didn't pay attention to the cat- last category that we were answering. Um, but and I got to go to and be in the audience for they they tape five like a whole week's episodes in one day. It's quite they have it down to a science. They do, and I mean the day went pretty quick. It was it was a long day for me. I was there for I think like ten hours, maybe just shy of ten hours. You know it was. It was something that it may it may end up being a once in a lifetime thing. Most likely, I know that the executive producers are toying with the idea of changing the eligibility requirements, so that who knows. But it was it was such a blast. Uh, the way that I can say this is tangentially, I think that's the word I'm looking for. Related is that you would not believe how many people who work on that show love Disneyland. <laughs> absolutely love Disneyland. I had to disclose our podcast uh, as I was getting in my contestant application. And every single time one of the producers saw the podcast, like, oh, you have a podcast here. <gasps> it's a Disneyland podcast? I love Disneyland. I'm like, well, you're in good company because I do too. Um, and then they would say, like, have you talked to so-and-so, this other producer? They also love Disneyland. Like, you all do, apparently. This is great. And then you have to watch what you say to the producers when you're doing your morning stuff with them because then they just feed information to they Ken They feed Jones. information to Ken. <laughs> Like, about your tattoos. Yeah, part of the information <laughs> that Ken asked me about in the interview was not written on the card because I saw the card and it was not written on it. But um, in fact, I, I think I told you about this on Inside Jeopardy, their podcast uh, for Jeopardy. Uh, Sarah Foss, who is one of the executive producers, and Buzzy Cohen, who's Jeopardy famous, uh, they spent like the first three to five minutes of one of the episodes a couple weeks ago talking about how much they want to go to Disneyland and their families want to go to Disneyland. They're planning trips. And I'm like, these are my people. And I'm just going to put it out there that if anyone, Sarah Foss, Buzzy Cohen, any of the producers at Jeopardy are listening, if you want a personal guide to take you to the parks. <laughs> we're, we're your peeps. <laughs> I, I am happy to go around and just share with you trivia of all of <laughs> Disney parks, all over the places. I know you, you, I mean, you probably don't get enough of it. Otherwise you wouldn't keep working at Jeopardy, but um, it's, that was really funny. All the other contestants were like, you're really into Disney. I'm like, I, that's me. <laughs> Ta-da. But, well, the, a lot of the contestants were from like, they're from further East, random East places. I was the furthest West. Don't have the Disney. Yeah. 
Um, but it was, it was a really fun experience. Uh, I will put it out there that if the Jeopardy gods ever considered, they always have a second chance tournament, uh, for, it's usually for people who came really, really, really close to winning and then didn't, uh, one of our, there's a group of us that taped that day that are still in contact. And one of them, uh, they said like, there should be a tournament of like a, we're, now we're, we've gone through it once and we're less stressed and we'd like to try it again and show what we can do tournament. <laughs> it's a very long named tournament. But people, there's, there'd be no end of people who'd be willing to, to do that, but, uh, super fun. So if you did get a chance to see that, like, um, I'm hoping it turned out well. Like I said, we haven't seen the finished product, but hopefully it looked, it looked good, but it was, it was such a, such a fun experience. So glad I got to do it. Who knows, maybe do it again. Unlikely, but if they ever came a call in, I would um, hit them up in a heartbeat for that because that was, it was just an unforgettable experience. And if you don't watch Jeopardy, I'm sorry that I just rambled on for a while about (laughs) something that you don't care about. But I just wanted to put that out there. Like I said, it's vaguely related to Disneyland. If you're ever in (laughs) California and you do like Jeopardy, you can go to tapings. They just go online and get tickets for tapings. So I know. You never know who you're going to meet either. People now. We got to meet some people who are very Jeopardy famous, and it was super, super cool. Um, Anyway, so that's why I just wanted to throw that out there just because I think think I'm putting it on Facebook. Not Mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram uh, today probably. Yeah. So just be like, hey, if you want to, ah, I don't like really drawing attention to myself, but yay. It's fun. It's fun. All right. So moving on to uh, security, what we want to talk about. I've talked to like people who were really not, I guess we, I also call them young, who are really young. And like, how is Disneyland changed? I think we brought this up when we said, what's changed at Disneyland in that episode? Yeah. They were like, security, <laughs> it's a thing now. It exists. <laughs> Yeah, pre-9-11, you just walked up. And then there's been different iterations of like where the security checkpoints have been. It was not really very good when it was oh, right geez. by the ticket, uh, like the, the ticket booths right there by the Esplanade. That was not a good place. So now it's much better. Um, so there's one, uh, well, two tiny ones from the Grand Californian, one to get into downtown Disney and one to get, uh, if you're staying at the Grand Californian, into DCA. And then the major one that people use is the east uh, side one by on, on Harbor Boulevard. Um, and then there's one over by the Disneyland Hotel that mostly services Disneyland Hotel and Pacific slash Pixar Wharf Pier slash Pixar Place. Pixar Place, that's the one. <laughs> Hotel. There's also another one. Um, yes, there's just, two- for, just for Pixar Place people, too. Right. Yes. And then there's also one for downtown Disney guests. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's one at the parking stru- each of the parking structures. That's right. And the, Well, the parking structure and the Toy Story parking lot often has one, not always, but often. So We have not used that one, so it didn't even come to mind. <laughs> um, just kind of keep in mind, yeah, the upside to the parking structure, the Mickey and Friends and Pixar Pals parking structure uh, security line is that you go through security, then you hop on the tram, and then the tram drops you off at the Esplanade. At the Toy Story parking lot, when security is there, it's handy because you go through security, then you hop on the shuttle, which takes you to the, that is the East Gate, isn't it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. to the East Gate. And then you have your own little entrance that bypasses those other security lines to take you right into the Esplanade. That one is not always running. 
But the main ones that we'll be talking about are probably going to be, I don't think we can really talk too much about the Grand Californian ones because no, that one's just... kind of specific, yeah. I mean, certain things will apply, but not everything. We'll mostly be referring to the West and East Gates. So the ones off of Harbor and the one next to the Disneyland Hotel. So that, that may have been like a really weird all over the place. This is where, but it's just because there's a there's lot a of different ways you can yeah, enter. But the major security. ones are East and West. Yeah. And then there's other smaller ones you might be able to find. So uh, there are things that you need to avoid bringing with you. There's a long list actually. <laughs> Don't bring, you can't bring those huge, huge strollers. They, they, they have like a thing on the ground that says the, the measurements that are the specifics are on Disney's website. Um, Officially, you're also supposed to avoid wagons of certain sizes. Yeah, they have to fit within... There's like a box on the ground that they'll check. Mm-hmm. I swear they allow any sort of wagon in because I've seen... I'm wondering if people are just like smuggling them in. I don't know. I don't know. You're also not supposed to bring in selfie sticks. Nope. Um, drugs or alcohol. Well, obviously. obviously. Uh, including, it says, which is interesting because it's legal to have marijuana in California, but Disney's policy is, uh, it's that they changed it. So it now says including marijuana products. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> nothing, nothing like that inside no the parks. weapons, obviously. Um, well, obviously, but like the more like mundane things you're going to bring, make sure that your strollers are a certain size. Uh, don't bring in coolers have to be with a yeah. certain size. If they're too big, you can't bring your cooler in, but if they're small enough, you can but you can bring food. People sometimes yes. don't know that. Yes, 100% so. you can bring food. And then selfie sticks are something they really keep an eye out for. You can't bring your selfie sticks. If there's certain things like gimbals that people can bring in that they put their phones in to film stuff. You can bring those as long as they don't, don't extend. extend yep. If they extend, then that's like a selfie stick and they um, will take it or escort you from the park. So if you can avoid bringing any of those contraband items, mm-hmm. it makes your process of going through security so much smoother. Now, we're going to talk about ways that you can streamline. Let me just say these are not going to be perfect because there is no like one set way that they do this. It really varies from security cast member to security cast member. So, uh, one of the biggest things when you come up, if you have a, if you don't have a bag, you just go right past them. And you go to the yeah. There's the no detector. there's no separate like at Disney World for a little while. And I think they still are doing it where you you if you have no bags, but you still have to go through with everyone else. But you don't have to stop um, to to show your bag. So. If you're standing behind someone who has a bag and they're getting their bag checked and you don't have one, go around them. That's totally fine. You can go around them and just go right to the metal detector. Um, if you do have a bag, have your bag off of your off of your shoulders or out of the stroller. Open all. Generally speaking, all the pockets. Yeah, try to avoid the bags that have ninety-six billion pockets. Some cast members will want to. They check will check all of every them. single nook and cranny. I'm not kidding. They they have made me open my sunglass case yes. to show that there's a sunglass and not some other thing. I don't even know what they're looking for. <laughs> Are you sunglass or a pair of sunglasses? One sunglass. One sunglass. <laughs> if you had two, ooh. oh, those aren't allowed. <laughs> Yeah, the more items that you have that have to be unzipped or opened, the longer it's going to take. But if you can have those things ready to go or maybe spread out among people. I see some people, they pack absolutely everything onto their stroller. And when the stroller comes up, they're surprised that they're being told, you have to take the bag off. You have to show us everything that's in that stroller. And that's the case. Like if you're coming, I know that that stroller has been packed up and that's great for once you're inside. But to make it easier to go through security, maybe spread those items out a little bit more among family members, if possible. 
so that they don't have to wait for you to unpack everything. Yeah, and they even if you don't have like specific bags, they will go through like and check, make sure there's nothing like hidden mm-hmm. in the stroller. Even if it's a pretty simple stroller that seems straightforward and you don't have to worry about it, they will double check. Yep. The another thing, when you get up to the metal detector, um, sometimes they are super super sensitive. They all vary. So so take out. Um, Anything majorly metal. Anything majorly metal, but also like your wallet or a room key. You'd be surprised. So I think with wallets, it's mostly just the chips, but I don't know. Because like... Sometimes they do set them off. Yeah. So definitely car keys, definitely house keys, definitely wallet, definitely cell phone. You have to do that. (laughs) People will always forget. I think I had it happen once too, where I'm like, why did it go? Oh, I forgot to take my phone out of my pocket. Um, I... (laughs) It depends. Sometimes you'll Jordan will wear like huge watches or huge belt buckles. Be, be I do careful. not wear huge belt buckles. Not the huge, like the uh, you had the Chevrolet one once, right? Or like the belt seat belt one. Yeah, but that's not a huge belt buckle. <laughs> yeah, you're not a. You're I am not, not a cowboy. A cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were born in a town with. There's four a people. lot. <laughs> there is a lot of belt buckles. Even if you think that they are not very metal at all, you'd be surprised how many will set off the metal. Yeah. Detectors. So often, I mean, just deal with it. That you go through, they don't let you go back through. So they'll just have you, unless it's like cell phone, then they might. But if it's something on your person, or if you have like metal implanted in your body, they'll just come around with a wand. They're usually super nice about it. Don't. Don't be mean to them. So. I have never seen a security cast member be really rude to anybody. So it's not like they're not much nicer in general than TSA agents. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not hard to do. No. Um, I did not tell you to approach. <laughs> Uh, but it is true that some cast members are going to be a little bit faster at this than others. It's really hard to gauge from a distance, but just it can be frustrating if you notice that the person right next to you is going through three bags in the same time it takes the person you're waiting for to do one. One tip is like if you notice your line's not moving and just keep your eye out and look and see if you can sneak over to another one that's a little bit shorter. Um, often there will be one line that's splitting off into two security things. So as it's going down, you'll notice that it splits. Or if there's one line that actually has two security people at it. Yep. And so that also helps. So kind of keep your eyes open. Most of the time it's it's fine. I mean... If you are coming... This is a really big problem from the east gate off of yeah, Harbor. East in the morning is... It's often terrible. terrible. West is by the hotels. Very rarely gets very yep. busy. And if you're staying... Very rarely. If you're staying in a hotel that... Technically, it's it might be a little longer or definitely if it's a little shorter to walk over toward... Um, the downtown Disney. downtown Disney, do that. It's worth it. Walk down <laughs> Disneyland Drive, go um, around, go next to the Pixar Place Hotel and uh, buy the Disneyland Hotel, and you will wait in a very, very little bit of a line to get through. And there's you not might, as many security guards, but it's just, there's not, but the line isn't there. as long. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to have to walk, you may have to walk a little bit further, but if you're w- willing to, um, trade walking for total time spent, it can be worth it. Also, if you're going to Disneyland that day, it may be worth it because you can catch the monorail. Yep. So something to consider, um, depending on where you're staying, especially if you happen to be staying closer to like Catella Avenue, it might be much easier for you to just go over to the Disneyland, uh, the downtown Disney. And Unfortunately, there's entrance. not as many hotels over on that west part, but... There are not. But it's something to consider. 
if you are getting dropped off by the shuttles, 100% of them drop you off at the East Gate yeah, at Harbor. kind of have to do that. So that is your only option if you are planning on getting dropped off by shuttle or by... Local bus, um, bus. Local bus or by rideshare. Yep. Or taxi. They all drop off in the east side. That whole rideshare area is just awful. It is a bit of a disaster. There is the sidewalk to get around that to go back to your hotel is like two inches wide. <laughs> um, if we were to say best times, if you really, really want to get there for like rope drop or like first thing in the morning, you need to get there pretty early. Like an hour before. The Probably an hour ends. before the parks open. I would say at worst, like a half an hour. If you really, really, really want to get there for rope drop, unless you're staying at one of the hotels, then you can, you've bought yourself a little bit more time. But if you go any other time, Outside of the first two hours, you're usually fine. Typically speaking, it's usually the first couple of hours. By like 9 or 10, security has really calmed down. And so then it's usually not a big issue to be trying to enter. So if you're a late arrival, then you don't have to worry about like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to get through this super fast? You can still streamline it so you're through faster than you would otherwise be, but it's not going to be uh, the end of the world for anything. So um, hopefully... It's definitely going to be um, lower uh, wait time, or there'll be higher wait times. When there's like special nights, uh, special events, the security lines will be longer during those little bit before. So (laughs) don't be. Yeah, those would be like the Disneyland After Dark events or like Oogie Boogie Bash, Grad Night. Those sorts of things would make it a little bit longer. But I think that's about all we can really offer for security, isn't it? Yep. They're not, they don't open, security's not there 24 hours a day. So no, don't get there at four in the morning. If you get there like ultra (laughs) early before the parks open, you will just be standing there waiting at security because they won't open yet. But just kind of, just so you're aware. Generally, I think they open like within 45 minutes to an hour before the park opens, something like that. It was when they start letting you through. Um, I know at the, at the hotel entrances, it's usually like 45 minutes before the park opens is when they start letting people through security, maybe a little bit later. So, But in general, the security now is so much better because once you're in Disneyland property, you can go anywhere. Anywhere else. Anywhere in the parks, the Esplanade, or downtown Disney. Yep. All of those are inside security. So you can wander around to your heart's content. And for people who are used to Florida, it's really, really handy to not have to go in and out of security constantly. Although the Florida... Florida's security, security lines is are better. So nice. You just walk right through. And it's, I hope that they get something. Scanner thing. I don't even know how it works. I hope they get something like that at Disneyland soon. But who knows? Um, hopefully that helps. <laughs> but uh, make sure that you uh, subscribe to the podcast to get our episodes as they drop. And then we already said to rate or review on Apple, Spotify, or Audible. Yes. Uh, as always you can uh, click the link below, uh, below in the description of the podcast to uh, book your trip why am I getting so flustered to book your trip with our friends at Getaway today save you a lot of money and uh, help you out it's always nice to save money right now and is there anything else I'm forgetting I don't think so okay. oh follow us on Facebook and Instagram I think I mentioned about Instagram because you remember the whole Splash Mountain debacle? Yep. Yeah, something like that. All right. Well, we'll see you guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.